Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 30. Minute 30. Hey everyone, it's Dan. Chris is finally out of the shower, but Tommy's gone. I think it's time now to talk briefly about something that always uh, confuses people when they watch the movie, and that's Chris is supposed to be playing, Chris is supposed to be like 17, but she has these huge, dark bags under her eyes. I have seen people say stuff like, um, oh, that's from doing a lot of drugs, or I don't know, but um, it, it, she does, and you could see them very clearly in this scene she has these big deep like blue ish like bags under her eyes and like like you know and it's like where where did those come from now i know she she's much older than 17 uh jan jensen um uh but but it's funny because she, she to me she looks young except for those bags under her eyes which always look a little strange to me and i guess it's like you know uh you you know you want your there there are a lot there are a lot of slasher films out there folks i i know it you know it there are a lot of slasher films out there and there are a lot of characters in slasher films and you want something distinctive you want something you can remember in each of them so for example humongous you get Joy Bouchel, the gorgeous redhead, putting the blueberries around her boobs. You get the other gal from Ruby and Born Innocent, whose name I forget, with the huge Velma glasses. And you get Janet Julian. Now, I know what you're saying, Dan. Well, what's the, what's the distinctive thing about that uh, or her? Um, well, the distinctive thing about that or her is that she's freaking Janet Julian. So let it ride, man. Let it ride. Um what uh, you get things like um f- final exam you get radish, final exam you get Gary, uh, a guy who's so dumb that when he goes to steal stuff, um, uh, an- test exam answers from a professor's office, he goes doing it wearing a shirt that says Gary on it, G A R Y in big letters. Mm. 
What about Haunted Ween? Now, I know you're not thinking immediately of any characters from Haunted Ween, but wait about it. What about that really one loud guy who wears the half shirt and who's really um, loud? He's got the really loud southern accent. I don't remember his name, but I, I remember him very clearly. What about Carl from Ice? What about the really bitchy girl from New Blood? What about little Tony from... And the really thin gal whose name I never remembered from Blood Lake. Slashers are fun because at heart they're all trying to more or less do the same thing. But some of them are trying to do the same thing the same way. Some of them are trying to do the same thing differently. Which is part of a joy. This 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 past weekend, I watched a film called The Slasher from like two thousand, which is basically like it's set in a uh, set in Queens or somewhere in. Uh, it's not right in New York City, uh, but and there's someone going around wearing more like a sledgehammer sort of clear mask kind of thing. Star Time. Well, no, that's a slightly different mask. But um, uh, and just going around randomly killing women. And, you know, it's like, and he's sending, it's sort of a mix, it's it's sort of a slasher mixed with like, I thought the like police procedural kind of, or more like 555 was the slasher I thought of. And I watched that, and that was made in 2000. And in the last half hour, they throw a couple of twists in, some of which work, some of which don't. But for most of the movie, the joy of it is it's like, yeah, look at this film we're making. We called it the slasher. Isn't this exciting, what we're doing? And you're like, you know that for the past 20 years, they made about 200 of these films, right? What? What are you talking about? But then you have other films, like, um, in some ways, A Final Exam, which, which um, to me, for its first hour, is more of a uh, college drama comedy, that where suddenly all the characters that you've grown to love over the hour start to get killed by a slasher. You know, and you have you do have plenty of slashers that that buck the trend and and do strange stuff. And one of the things they do is they bring in the, the weird characters and I'm not saying that Last Slumber Party is bucking any trends. I think the joy of Last Slumber Party is that Last Slumber Party is sort of a super let's get high. It's a super hazy slasher film it's a slasher film it, i'm not going to say because it's a cliche now but it's a cliche that i think still works the uh the great cliche of um it seems like it was a slasher film made by someone who had never seen a slasher film but only been told about it or heard about it last summer party to me is steven tyler has seen slasher films and he's making what he thinks is a slasher film but due to budgetary restrictions due to location restrictions things are coming out really weird and so at the end of all that, one of the most distinctive things about this movie, apart from the scalpel that sprays blood in strange directions, one of the most distinctive, distinctive things about this movie is the fact that our, yes, I'll say it, hot redhead, all the gals are cute, but uh, I love Chris, um, she, she's a little grating at times. She has these huge bags under her eyes. I know what you're thinking, Dan, when are you going to get back to the bags under her eyes? I hope I got back there okay. I went off on tangents, but I think I got back here okay. But she has bags under her eyes. And that is one of the 
things about this movie. You know, like I said, Blood Lake has little Tony. You know, and other films have little bits here. You know, like Fatal Pulse mainly maybe has the one guy who's Captain Fantastic or Captain Terrific who watches Green Acres. I'm in, and the gal who gets her throat slit with the with the with the the um the the record, the vinyl record. Um, uh, every every slasher should have something. Night School. Uh, that I'm uh, sorry, these are all spoilers, folks. I guess in some ways, but Night School. You know the the look of the killer in the in the leather um, uh, motorcycle outfit. And I always say for Night School, for me, it's the head in the aquarium and the head in the, the head in the soup is the one that always like you sit there and you watch it and they just play with you and play with you and it's like you could tell it was done by a director who knew what they were doing um even if the film isn't the best um because of that and and so every slasher has something that is even the the stinkers even the even I, I hate to say stinkers about a genre or subgenre that I love. I don't know if if it's been going on for over thirty years. Is is it still a subgenre? Um, but there there are the occasional ones that I just sit there and I watch and it's done and I think wow, I didn't register any of that. I think I saw like what uh, the asylum I think made one called like Halloween Night, which I watched about a year ago. I don't remember a thing about it. It's weird. The, the more modern the horror film, the less I tend to remember it. And I don't understand why that is. My wife and I saw A Quiet Place, uh, just um, which will give away maybe when this is being recorded. But And I loved it, and I will remember that. But um, there are other modern horror films that I watch. I always try to, I just try to hop on either Netflix or Shudder or, or, or um, any, anything I can. And just, I just pick a film and just throw it on a new film and that I've never heard of and just throw it on and sometimes I'm disappointed sometimes I'm I'm very surprised and, and enjoy the heck out of it and sometimes I sit there and I feel like I'm watching last slumber party all over again which is is why I love it so let let me I I, I went off on tangents on this minute but we're at the end of the first half hour and most of this minute was a woman getting out of the shower yes there is a long moment where the camera very nicely backs out of the bathroom into the the bedroom although we don't go quite that far and there is a moment where uh when it cuts to chris and the shower is done i could have always sworn that the camera floated up to the shower curtain the shower curtain suddenly was thrown open but it was it was the gal in the shower doing it and she's kind of looking towards us and then i thought that's friday the 13th part two damn you're thinking of in last slumber party the shower curtains already open after the killer's gone and chris is climbing out of it and putting her shirt on it's almost risque but it's not quite risque she has a lovely back and she has great legs so let's um this you know this some of these minutes are going to go astray folks because sometimes not a lot happens here and I'm just having fun talking here. I, I hope you're having fun listening. And, uh, yeah, that that's minute 30. We're at the end of the first half hour. We have, good gravy, um, 41 episodes left, I think. Oh, we're almost at the halfway point. Apparently Tommy's dead. Um, and there's, from the way she looks at the bed, and we don't see the bed, um, there's no sign of uh, Tommy at all, which would seem strange after a slitting of a throat. But let me stop here and let you listen to this. Yeah. 